Hi love, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Pink But Not Weak podcast. My name is Natalia and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Pink But Not Weak and a life coach. I'm here to help you unleash your inner goddess and create a meaningful life full of joy, abundance, balance, and peace. In this podcast, we'll be talking about topics such as how to massively uplevel your career, your relationships, your confidence, your productivity, and success. And I will do this through powerful conversations with women who have something valuable to share. My goal is to amplify the voices and stories of fearless women around the world who break barriers and make a lasting impact in their respective fields. Thank you for tuning in. Let's elevate together and start living your best life today. Hello, beautiful people. Today, I'm going to share my very personal story with you. So I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be super honest and I'm going to try to open up as much as I can. So yeah, let's get this party started. I was born and raised in Barcelona. I was born on the 25th of November of 1995. I'm a Sagittarius, for those who don't know. Rising sign Virgo, which brings a balance in me and peace in me. Um, so, yeah, I've been brought up in a family where my dad was a business owner. Both my grandparents were also business owners. So I guess I have this, you know, entrepreneur in me, right? Um, my dad has his own law firm and my mom is a lawyer too, but she's always been passionate about nutrition and fitness. So she's never, you know, worked as a lawyer only for like a bit. Um, so yeah, they were both very like dedicated, hard workers. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom for like many years and she was, you know, helping my dad in his business, which was great. Um, they had its things also, but it was good overall. Um, and yeah, I was fortunate enough to be brought up in a family where I've always had anything I needed as, yeah, my parents worked hard for it. I had the pleasure to go to an English, you know, school and this opened a lot of doors for me because it allowed me to have more access to better jobs and more opportunities and it, it allowed me to connect with people from all over the world. Some people say that luck is an attitude. However, I believe that luck is given to you depending on where you were born, especially if you're a woman. If you're a white woman born in Spain, you have more opportunities than a woman born in Bangladesh, for example, right? So I am very aware of the luck and, and the privilege that I come from. And for that, I am continuously grateful for it. As all of us do at the age of 18, we have to choose what we are going to do for the rest of our lives. And like most of us do, I was super lost and I had no idea of what I wanted to do. All I knew is that I had a passion for traveling and helping other people. My dad told me, even though you could have an easy life if you study law, as you could work in my office, don't do it. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy. And this sentence really stuck with me. I was like, wow, my dad is telling me to do something that makes me happy. But what does that really mean? Right. Um, I was blessed that both my parents allowed me to choose whatever I wanted to study. And so I pursued a degree in tourism and hospitality management only because they love to travel and I love to meet people from different cultures. And I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. 
Once I finished my degree at the age of 21, I started working as an events planner in an agency in Barcelona, and four months later, they promoted me to events manager. Prior to that, I forgot to mention that I worked in London. Um, I did my internship there in an events company, and I went to the most lavish and fancy events. It was insane. Um, I was like, oh, what is your budget for this event? They were like, yeah, there's no budget, so you could be as creative as you wanted. I've never seen so like wealth and abundance in my entire life. So yeah, I was running like worldwide six-figure budget events. It was super fun. It was a job that allowed me to travel, socialize, meet really cool people. But after working in this industry for two years, I realized that this was not it. And I realized that I wanted to try something new and something different. That was the Sagittarius inside me. For some reason, I always wanted to work in the U.S. I guess it's because of the movies. Um, and I had that country in a pedestal and I saw it as the land of opportunities. And I believe it is. I w it was pretty complicated to work to get a work visa there. And the best way to be able to live in the U.S. is to study there first. And then they can give you a visa so that you can, you know, work there. And yeah, I decided to pursue a postgraduate certificate at UCLA Extension on like business management. Um, at yeah, and I, that helped me to improve my you know public speaking skills a lot because we did a lot of like presentations, which in Spain is not, was not that common. And another cultural shock that I experienced is that teachers in the U.S. they actually motivate you and encourage you a lot, and they believe in you unconditionally. And I was like, wow, I'm not used to like having teachers motivate me and, and help me unleash my potential and tell me that I'm a badass and, and that I'm going to achieve everything that I set my mind to, right? And yeah, while I was doing this, you know, postgraduate certificate, the pandemic hit. Um, I was basically stuck in another continent and my parents wanted me to come back. I, however, I refused to go back. I was like, no. Um, I had the idea to move to the U.S. for two years, and so that's what's going to happen. I'm going to stay here. Like, I, I want this. I'm going to stay here. And that's what I did. <laughs> it was one of the hardest decisions I've made in my life. I was super scared. I was like, oh, my God, I'm staying here in a different continent with this pandemic. No one knows what's going to happen. But anyways, um, I finished that certificate, and then... Um, I found a job. I found um, a sales job. It was a door-to-door -door job. It was super tough, um, but I was like, I either take this or I have to move back to Spain. And moving back to Spain was not an option. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And this was the hardest job that I ever did in my life. Um, I was knocking on doors. I, was, I had to deal with a lot of rejection, a lot of um, rude people. And of course, most of us doing this job were expats because it was super hard for us to find a job because first of all, our visa was only for a year and also there was a pandemic. So I was lucky enough to find a job and I was grateful for it. And I met one of my best friends there, Josefina from Chile. Um, I don't know where I would be if it weren't for her. She's always been so giving, generous and kind with me. But yeah, after six months of knocking on doors, I decided to quit I thought I had enough and um, I was very aware that if I quit my job, I had to go back to Europe as I couldn't stay in the U.S. without a visa. And I didn't have to go back. I didn't want to go back, but I had to. 
And before, the same day that I quit my job, I called one of my friends and I was like, I just see myself speaking in front of a group of women. I don't know how or when, but I just see myself doing that. And I started to do some research on women's empowerment, strong women, women who lead. And I came up with the, with the idea, with the concept of pink but not weak. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that no one came up with this idea. The universe gave me that gift. I was, I was shocked. Um, and in the beginning, I didn't know that I wanted to become a coach. I just started an Instagram account to share valuable tools and resources that I had implemented myself. And I just wanted to like share them with the world and help other people. Um, I had been to a psychologist and a coach myself, so I was equipped with a lot of tools. So I felt that the most ethical thing to do was to share them with the world and to give back. And one of my best friends, Max, uh, we've basically known each other since we were like seven years old. Um, she's now been living in Sydney for all, over six years now, I believe. She was going to start a course to become a coach at the Coaching Masters. And she was like, hey, why don't you look into it? I think you would be an amazing coach. And I was like, I think so too. And so I decided to pursue the course um, to become a coach. And once I started the course, I was like, wow, this is my calling and this is the reason why I came to this world. And I never looked back. And yeah, I basically started coaching women that were feeling stuck, they were feeling unfulfilled, that were feeling misaligned, that they felt that there was something missing and they were not unleashing their potential. And while I was, you know, running my business, um, an opportunity came up to work as a senior strategy coach at the Coaching Masters. And so I took that opportunity and I worked for them for a year and I helped them generate $1 million in one year. And I share the figure because I'm extremely proud of it because I had to work so freaking hard for it. And while I was working full time, I was also traveling full time. So I was a digital nomad for a whole year and I was traveling and living in a different country each month. I first went to Eastern Europe. I went to Turkey, then Georgia, Albania, Budapest, Malta, and then I moved to South America and I went to Brazil. Chile, Argentina, Uruguay, and Mexico. So yeah, in 12 months, I did 10 countries. <laughs> to the day, I don't know how I did that working full time, but I managed to do it. Um, so yeah, after working for them for one year, I decided to, um, yeah, basically do my own thing again. And yeah, like, remember how I told you that I did the door-to-door sell shop that was horrible and that I hated, that was a stepping stone, right? That job allowed me to start my business and it gave me the opportunity to work for one of the fastest growing coaching companies in the world. So right now you might be doing a job that it doesn't fulfill you 100%, but you never know what this job is going to bring you, the amount of opportunities that this job is going to bring you. And in order to find your purpose, sometimes you need to do things that you don't like and just suck it up. <laughs> um, that's just the way it works, right? I had to suck it up and knock on doors. Um, I could have gone back to Spain and have a super nice and easy life. But no, I was like, I am going to be challenged. Like, this is where the universe wants me to be, right? Um, what else can I tell you about myself? Yeah, like right now I'm 
I came back from my, you know, one year travels like two months ago. I'm based in Barcelona. Um, I'm uh, building an online course. I, I built a community of women from all over the world. And what I'm basically doing right now is um, helping unfulfilled women to step outside their comfort zone so that they can build a meaningful career and a joyful, balanced life. I also have a podcast <laughs> that is the one that you're listening to right now, where I basically interview female entrepreneurs and I also interview females that have made an impact in their respective fields. And I ask them about their stories um, and the challenges that they had to overcome to get to where they are today. So I wanted to keep it short and sweet. Um, so yeah, here I have a brief overview of who I am, what I do, what got me here. And oh, let me explain you what Ping But Not Weak means. <laughs> I was going to end this and I forgot to explain the most important part. Uh, Ping But Not Weak means that not because you're in touch with your emotions, you're weak. On the contrary, being in touch with your emotions is the biggest sign of strength that you can show. Um, being vulnerable whenever you want to be vulnerable and sharing your feelings is actually an act of bravery, okay? It, I, I also do like women's empowerment, like this is a movement to empower other women and it means that not because you're feminine or not because you wear pink, it means that you're weak or that you're not a badass, right? Because if you look at women in power, like CEOs that are like, I don't know, maybe like 40 or 50 years old, a lot of them, like the big chunk of them, the majority of them, dress like a man, right? They wear suits, short hair. They barely wear any makeup because they think that that way people are going to take them more seriously. And pink but not weak means that you can be feminine. You can dress feminine. You can put on makeup, paint your nails, and wear a dress or a skirt and still be a badass. So I empower women to, to do that and be that be unapologetically themselves. 